successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get out of Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM. And on iTunes via podcast and also on our website, GrillNationShow.com. You can... You can connect with me on there. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us each and every week here on the Grill Nation Show. Hope you're having a great day and a great week. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today on today's show. Before we get to our guests, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show. Title sponsors of the show are MoBank and BOK Financial, Trust and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors to the Grill Nation Show include the KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council, Brian Sarf from True Wealth and Company, a guest host and honor contributor. And in the near future, we will have Port KC joining us as a contributor on a bi-monthly basis. Uh, so exciting to have them on as well. On today's show, we are going to have one of our title sponsors who joins us each and every month, bring on a, a great guest, uh, and that is MoBank UK Financial. Uh, with me today, uh, we're going to preview the show here, is Cody Bizanson, who's the Senior Vice President of Institutional Client and, and an Institutional Client Advisor at BOK Financial. Uh, welcome to the show, Cody. How are you today? Doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Um, let's preview today's show, then we're going to get into your background a little bit. So on today's show, we're going to have be joined by, in the next segment, David Wiley, who's the President and CEO of the Kansas City Hospice and Palliative, Palliative Care. Uh, their website is kchospice.org. Let's talk about that. So how do you know David and, and how is he, uh, what do we have to look forward to on the show today? Yeah, we got, well, David uh, had been a client of the organization from a kind of lending perspective for several years. And um, one of our bankers introduced me directly to David, uh, mm-hmm. exploring other options and ways we could partner with Casey Hospice. And so I met him probably a little over a year or two ago, and um, we started talking about different things. And that ultimately led to a very specific discussion about their retirement plan uh, benefit that they offer their employees and ways we could partner with them there to enhance that offering. And um, so they, they became a client of ours in that regard uh, a little over six months ago mm-hmm. or so. And so we're just kind of getting started with them in uh, expanding and enhancing that benefit for their employees. David's got an interesting background. He was with H&R Block for over 20 years. Um, we're going to get into his is moving into the KC Hospice Group, and you know he was on the board, I believe. He was COO, and then became CEO and president. And for those that don't know about Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, it's a nonprofit organization, and it provides expert care, peace of mind, comfort, guidance, and hope to the people of our community. Uh, they've been involved with in the Kansas City area since 1980, and uh, provide unmatched experience and commitment, uh, as well as a uh, really really cool cool programs that are kind of unique uh, for helping people here in the region. Uh, so we're excited to have David Wiley on the show. We're going to talk about um, kind of how they're structured and uh, ways that they help uh, the 
the population of Kansas City on the show. We're also going to break down some myths. I mean, to be honest, uh, Cody, I, I know barely little about hospice. I know you've had some experiences with family, but um, I'm excited to hear actually what it is and what they do, as I have no real clue at this point, except for uh, very little I know. I would agree. I think it's your guests are going to find it very enlightening, because unless you've been through it firsthand, there's probably a lot you don't know. So I I, I hope it'll help folks get a better understanding and, and hopefully take advantage of some of the services they offer. Very excited to have David Wiley, President and CEO of KC Hospice and Palliative Care, on the show today. Their website is kchospice.org. Cody, at, uh, at BOK Financial, you work with a lot of different people. Uh, talk to us about kind of what you focus on there, and I'd love to know the, the, the sectors. I mean, we're talking about a nonprofit today. Is that typically your uh, – your protocol, or do you work with different kind of clients? Yeah, well? so our um, nonprofits are kind of a, a piece of the uh, clientele we partner with and, and serve here in Kansas City. Um, our clients are all institutional, what we would call institutional clients. Um, so they can either be nonprofit or for-profit uh, organizations. And so Casey Hospice is one of those combinations where we are delivering one of our core benefit offerings, which is retirement plan services to a nonprofit company. So other things we do is we actually manage money for nonprofits, whether it's a foundation or an endowment um, and different things like that. So uh, that's our primary kind of list of clients in, in the market are just institutional clients that have some some need, whether it's a corporate retirement plan benefit or a pool of money that a board or committee has been in charge with and they need a partner with somebody to help them take care of it. You've been at this for over nine years. Yeah, almost 10 years would be okay. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So and been, you're another Oklahoma guy, so you I went am. to Oklahoma State. Transplant from Tulsa, so went to school at Oklahoma State, um, started in the industry from a consulting background with investments and retirement plans, uh, joined BOK back in 2009, and spent three years with them in Tulsa, where which is where BOK is headquartered, and then moved up here almost seven years ago to help build out our institutional wealth group in Kansas City and uh, I've loved it. It's been a, been a great move and uh, got a lot of good things going on and, and just a, a really nice group of clients that we work with up here in Kansas City. Talk to us about the move to Kansas City more. I'm interested to know sure. your, your take because um, I've been to Tulsa a handful of times. It's just different cities. Sure. You know, it feels like just a bigger version of Tulsa. Actually, it's a great kind of that big small town feel, a uh, great place to raise a family. Mm-hmm. Uh the appeal for my wife and I, we've got three boys, was just you've got access to that next level of things like professional sports and, and, and just entertainment venues that Tulsa doesn't quite have. But um, but like I said, it's not uh, doesn't have the Dallas feel, right? A <laughs> L- little different from that. So uh, we've yeah. been very, very happy. Um, not a big fan of the winters like we're going through right now. But, um, but you might be getting those in Oklahoma too right now. A little bit, yeah. Not so, as cold, but... Right, exactly. But uh, but no, we, it was a good move. Uh, like I said, close is about four hours from Tulsa, so easy to get back. Still have family there. And like I said, we're headquartered there from a from a corporate perspective, so I'm back on a fairly regular basis. But mm-hmm. um, like I said, we've really enjoyed it. the The community and people in Kansas City feel very much like Tulsa. You know, it's very friendly. Everybody's uh, I think very willing to help each other, and we've we've just enjoyed the the change from Tulsa to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And the website is bokfinancial dot com. Yep. And uh, MoBake.com obviously is uh, another partner. You know, you guys kind of work together now. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how all the legalese worked out with sure. all that, but I know Michael Viazzoli and uh, Grant Bertram 
have both been on the show together, and uh, you guys do great work with a lot of companies here in Kansas City and throughout the region. So very cool, uh, very cool stuff. Um, what was it like going to Oklahoma State? I've I've always wanted to go to a sporting event down there. I've never been. You know, I'm a Mizzou's now. I've been Mizzou law grad, so undergrad yeah. at SLU. I've I've been out of the Big Twelve now for a while. You always know, looks cool on TV. It, yeah, you know, having moved up here and getting familiar with the lay of the land here in Kansas City, I think the best comparison is Oklahoma State has a very similar vibe to Kansas State. Um, okay. So K State and, and Oklahoma State, I think, share a very similar, uh, I think, campus experience and and things from what from talking with others that we've actually, my oldest is a freshman at K-State, and um, so we, we've gotten familiar with, with K-State, but um, for for the locals and folks more familiar with Kansas City, that's probably the best uh, way to describe Oklahoma State. I love it. Uh, Cody Bizanson is with me from BOK Financial. We're going to be interviewing David Wiley, who's the president and CEO at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care today on the Grill Nation show. Their website is kchospice.org. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of information today. Hope you enjoyed the show. I appreciate you joining us today on 980 AM. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM KMBZ. I also appreciate you joining us on iTunes if you're listening via podcast and at grillnationshow.com where you can uh, connect with my shows. All of the podcasts are there. Photos of our guests are there as well as information about our supporters and sponsors, which you mentioned here in the first segment. Um, we're going to bring on our guests here. Uh, again, I'm with uh, Cody Bizanson from BOK Financial and MoBank. Uh, they're a great partner of the Grill Nation show, and each and every month they bring on a, a community leader and a executive or somebody just doing really great stuff here in the Kansas City region. And today's guest is David Wiley, who is the president and CEO at Kansas City Hospice, and their website is kchospice.org. Um, David, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good it's, to be here. It's good to have you. So. We'd like to start off our show just kind of talking about our guests' backgrounds uh, and learning more about them. Are you a uh, Kansas Cityan, born and raised, or yep. are you you're from the area? Born and raised in Kansas City, and uh, I uh, went to the University of Missouri in Kansas City. So look at that! Um, it's been a good a, a good uh, good place to grow up and and live. So Texas, take us through your. Uh your journey here as a professional. I saw you've been sure. in some established companies throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> H&R Block was one of them for quite a long time. Quite a long time, yeah. Actually, um, I kind of grew up there professionally. Uh, at Block was there for just about uh, almost 22 years. Amazing. Yeah, it really. Uh, you look so young. Thank you. I can't believe it's <laughs> you were there that long. I, I started when I was a young infant. But, um, no, uh, actually, it was a great, great uh, organization and um, did – a variety of roles there in finance, and then ultimately I led operations uh, at the end of my career um, there, and I uh, was responsible for uh, about forty two hundred locations. Oh my gosh! In about twenty two states, so a huge responsibility, but uh, it was it was a great journey there. Now tell me this: is it is your life at that job? Is it just crazy for like the first five months of the year? Or is it all time? You know, because because my yeah. accountant is you can barely talk to her around sure. this time of the year, and then and then she's on vacation and. And, you know, June for like a month and you're like, hey, you know, I'm got my own company. You know, you got to keep 
turning and burning all these uh, account stuff. But you what's know, it like um, from a corporate perspective, uh, which was was my responsibility. Um, you know, it's a twelve month around you mm-hmm. know process in terms of being ready. Yeah. all the time and um at least you know it was about 6 years ago that I was there so uh it, it it's intense they're uh, an intense company they want to do the right thing for the customer and be ready at all times and so lots of moving parts so mm-hmm. it's a uh, you know we we uh, uh we have not had their new CEO on the show but we'll have him on at some point great. uh talk more about that but then you got out of that profession tell us about how I did what happened next uh I know you uh you obviously had some other things going on but then Took this job and started working at Casey Hospice. Yeah, I um, I left Block. I made the decision to leave. Um, that you know they go through kind of a cycle of reorganizations, and um, I had the chance to leave. I did, mm-hmm. and I had to figure out what Chapter Two was. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, this uh, is mid career, right? Mid career. Yeah. Yep. And the the really um, great thing that was happening is I decided was asked to join the board of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Mm-hmm. So during my onboarding session, um, I was talking with the CEO, Elaine McIntosh, at the time, and um, she really started talking to me about what a second career could be like in a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um, so after about a year or 14 months, um, I joined uh, the Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. The, you were on the board, then you yeah, joined the actual yeah. organization. Wow. So uh, I, joined, I always wonder about yeah. that. Does that work out like that, Cody? You know, you have a you get on the board, you know everything about the organization, <laughs> you know the executive director, CEO, and the next thing you know, you're – you're the chief operating officer, right, David? <laughs> you know, um, I think the great thing was I had a lot of passion for the organization, uh-huh. and um, my mom had been served at the Kansas City right. Hospice House, and she died there. It was an incredible experience, and so as a board member, I just wanted to do everything I could to help the organization, and so as a professional joining the organization, it just you know reinforced the incredible quality of work that uh, the organization does. Um, Elaine eventually retired, and I threw my hat in the ring, and I've been the CEO now just for over two years, and it's been a real incredible experience. KC Hospice and Palliative – how do you say that? Palliative. Palliative Care. What is that? Yeah, you know – I want to break it down. Let's break that down. Um, What is a hospice and what is palliative care? Sure. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but I'm trying my best. It's okay. It's okay. Um, You know, hospice uh, is um, a specialized program. For the end of life care, and it, it focuses, you know, on the individual and their family rather than the illness. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we offer medical, emotional, social, spiritual support. And again, it's all around, you know, quality of life. Um, and so when somebody reaches a point in their uh, illness that cure is no longer the focus of, of, of their um, kind of, of their goals of care, but they're looking for, for comfort and quality of life, and that's when hospice can help. And mm-hmm. um, it's really more than just medical needs. It focuses, um, again, on factors, you know, the highest possible quality of life, physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, and we're there to help not only the patient, but their family come to terms with what does end of life mean. And mm. we're experts at this. And so we can help navigate that with them. What is palliative? So palliative care, um, pal- to palliate means to, um, to make comfortable. So by treating someone's symptoms from an illness, uh-huh. um, you can have palliative care um, with any any stage of illness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the goals of palliative care again are are also to improve quality of life. But when they're um, for us, when their goals c- continue to include uh, 
a curative treatment. So let's say you, you have cancer and you're getting chemo. We can provide palliative care to you to provide you comfortable mm-hmm. um, and be there for you if, if things change. Interesting. Yeah. Now, Cody, you've had an experience with this, correct, uh, with a hospice in your time? Yeah. So uh, my grandmother went through this a couple years ago and kind of observed that from afar. Yeah. Okay. What was that experience like? Um, you know, I'd, I'd be kind of like, yeah, I didn't know a whole lot of how that worked, but um, kind of observed how those professionals partnered with my parents and uh, provided a lot of in-home care and treatment for my grandmother. And I think like David said, if nothing else really helped, just give some guidance and direction of what happens now. You know, mm-hmm. what are these next steps? Because most of us don't like to think about those type of things and we kind of put those off. And so I think it's uh, really beneficial to have folks like Casey Hospital that you can lean on and help you see a little further down the road and talk about those difficult things and, and sort through those those mm-hmm. discussions. That's interesting. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a layman when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously my parents are getting older now in their 70s. Sure. And um, been in the hospital at times and have had do rehab for, you know, ailments like a hip or uh, hip surgeries or whatnot. And so it's kind of eye-opening. What are the age brackets you see? I mean, is it all older? Or you mentioned it when someone has a debilitating disease. Um, What's that look like? You know, um, Kansas City Hospice, we've been doing this for now 38 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, as the longest um, um, hospice, uh, running hospice in in the area. Um, Is that true? Okay. It is true. In fact, um, no one wants to think about this, but we do pediatric hospice for our carousel program. And, um, you know, so we, we take care of infants. But we, we take care of young children. We take care of uh, teenagers. But, you know, the vast majority of people that we're serving um, is um, an older population. Um, but that, you know, every, everyone dies. And so... Um, I know we don't like to think about it. I know no one we? wants to talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person you don't want to know until you need to know me, but, uh, but, uh, or our organization, but, um, yeah, any age, uh, can. So can where are your vote. locations? Uh, so, I should have asked that no. off the top. I mean, you know, you have, it's, it's a great more question. than one, correct? Sure. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things about hospice, it's not a place you go to die necessarily. Um, so the bulk of our patients, the majority of our patients, we take care of at home. And so they're in their home and our care home care okay. are coming to their home. Which I think them. makes a lot of sense yeah. because uh, my grandmother is, I think, 97 now, sure. 96 or 97. Yeah. And I could not imagine her in a, in a place. So she, she likes right. watching the Royals. She likes, she can handle yep. herself. She lives by herself. She loves it. Um, I think that's why she's lived so long. And, I, and, and I can't, I can't imagine her going to a facility. Yeah. Uh, nine out of 10 people want to die at home. And so, um, and wherever they call home, it could be a long-term care facility or, mm-hmm. you know, assisted living, that type of thing. Um, we do have two inpatient units. The Kansas City Hospice House is located at 120th and Warnell Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and the North Care Hospice House, which is located inside North Kansas City Hospital. On okay, the wow. Floor. And so those, um, our inpatient hospice units are um, provided for care when those symptoms and those difficulties can't be managed at home. Mm-hmm. And so they're more of an uh, acute level of care where um, we're, we're really helping people um, in a facility 24 hours a day, 24-hour n- nursing care. Um, uh, 
And not only are we taking care of the patient, but we're taking care of families. So it's a really, it's a serene setting that allows us to uh, take care of people um, when they need help. That's interesting. Uh, Cody, can you get close to your mic here? I want to talk to you about how you are all involved at BOK and MoBank. And, and we have a minute left in this segment. We'll get into the in the next segment about how you guys operate as a nonprofit. But tell us about your involvement with these guys. Sure. Yeah, we, David and, guy, David and I got introduced through one of our lenders who was partnering with Casey Hospice to explore some different ideas from a lending perspective. And uh, we started talking about um, some of the other services that BOK offers. And a couple of those that we were batting around was investment management, uh, kind of from a foundation perspective, Mm -hmm. as well as a uh, corporate retirement plan services, which is ultimately where David and I ended up partnering together. And and, uh, they came on board as a client of ours in the fourth quarter of last year. And uh, so we're helping to partner with them to offer a, um, you know, a very competitive and, and I think attractive retirement plan benefit to the employees, you know, that are out there mm-hmm. um, serving as the hands and feet of Casey Hospice. Interesting stuff. And it's, uh, I'm learning as we go. So we have two segments left on the show today. Uh, David Wiley is our guest, president and CEO of Casey Hospice and Palliative Care. You're listening to the Grill Nation. Show. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You're listening to 980 AM. Also, I appreciate it if you're listening on podcast uh, via iTunes or at the website, grillnationshow.com. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation show. So I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all the social medias. Just search for my name. I appreciate you guys listening each and every week. And I appreciate MoBank, BOK Financial, for being a partner in the Grill Nation show. Each and every month they join us. Uh, this month, Cody uh, Bizanson, who is uh, at BOK Financial, he's an SVP there, Institutional Client Advisor. Did I get that right? You got it. Okay. Uh, he's also uh, doing a great job here on the show today. We're also joined by David Wiley, who's the uh, CEO and president of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative, Palliative Care. I'm sure I'll get that right at some point. But anyways, <laughs> they're online. It's easier just to say kchospice.org. Um, David, we're talking about kind of how you all are structured. I know you guys have been in Kansas City area since 1980, a leader in supportive care at any stage of illness. Um, you know, showing your you have a lot of expertise. You guys work with a lot of compassion. Mm-hmm. You're a nonprofit, though. Tell us how that works because sure. you're not you're not out here to make money. Absolutely, uh, you're a nonprofit, and a lot of people, I think, think organizations like yours are are private money making uh, machines, but they're not. This is a nonprofit. We are a nonprofit, and um I think it it is important because I think it speaks to you know our why we're in this um, and what what we're trying to, to accomplish. And so, um, what you might not know is there's actually 36 different hospices in Kansas City. Seems like a lot. It I is guess a, everyone passes it, away, but it, it 36 is, is a lot. It's a lot, and um, so we are the largest nonprofit. And what that means is that um, we're just trying to get to break even. Um, the programs that we provide, uh, um, a lot of them don't have revenue streams. We, we look at the end of life experience, um, with a wide angle lens and, um, we look at what those needs are and then we try to fill the gaps. And so, um, hospice care is just part of it. We talked a little bit about palliative care also. 
Um, you have a lot of community programs. We have well. a lot of community programs. Uh, one that's really important, um, I think, is it's called the Solace House, um, and we just celebrated last year the Solace House being in existence for uh, 20 years, um, and it's a center for grief and healing. Uh, it allows people from the community when they've experienced um, a traumatic death or any death to come and get support um, for free of charge. And uh, what happens is uh, we do these gr- grief uh, support groups. Uh, there's two cycles a year, every other week uh, for eight weeks, so a 16-week cycle. And uh, the unique thing about Solace House is you come as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, we serve you dinner so you can get off work, come there as a family, and then we break people up by age group. So there's a, the three to five year old room and there's the seven to nine year old room and there's mm. teenage room and then there's adult rooms. And so you can, you know, uh, be part of a group of people of your same need or age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a really powerful part of our organization. So really, sounds awesome. Yeah. Really uh, proud of that work. You have a lot of experts in, in palliative care and many physicians, nurse practitioners, RN, social workers, um, Therapists, yes. grief support specialists, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people work? And, and are, yeah. I know you have a lot of volunteers as well. Take us through how that breaks down. Sure. Um, so we, uh, Kansas City Hospice has just under 400 employees. Wow, amazing. Um, at any one point in time, we have about 475 patients on our service every single day, 24 hours a day. And so we're, uh, you know, this is like this is all like your former job. You have, you have to you, you have to run a lot of different networks at one time here. Wow, it's a uh, but you know there the the staff is incredible, and I think that's the most rewarding part of my job is to support them to do this you know meaningful work. Typically, people tell us we wish we would have known about hospice sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, they a lot of refer, late referrals, um, but the organization um, comes together to support people. Uh, at an important time. The grief support that you mentioned is really important. Not only do we help patients and their family during the dying process, but part of the Medicare benefit is that we we help people for 13 months after the death. So we have grief specialists that reach out, they t- call, they meet with you one-on-one. We offer other support programs, but the idea is um, to help you through that journey no matter where you are. And so we do that as part of hospice, and then we have our, our, our uh, extra program, I think, or a real, a real gem of, the, of our community called the Solace House that I mentioned earlier. How do volunteers get involved? I know that they do all kinds of different things for y'all. And, uh, well, yeah. And, and they even, they even watch pets. Yeah. Neat. I'm reading on the website. Yeah. You know, um, it's really a, a community effort when we're, we're trying to support people and surround people with, uh, um, those that need help. Our volunteers, I think, um, are actually, um, a differentiator for, for for our hospice. We have more than 500 people mm. that volunteer for us last year. Um, Amazing. They donated uh, 37,000 hours of time. I mean, I know it's it's like hard to imagine, but um, and and I think it takes um, a lot to do that. I mean, with yeah. everything else in life going on, and just getting 500 over 500 volunteers. Yeah, it's unbelievable. A, it's a a, a big. Um, it's a really great opportunity for people. I mean, it's just um, once they've been touched by hospice, they typically want to give back in some way. And mm-hmm. so um, we provide lots of different ways, whether they're sitting with a patient or we have some people that do a courier service. So we have, you know, some offices mm-hmm. around the city where our staff are, are, are located. So they 
they volunteer in order to drive you know our mail around. So mm-hmm. you know we have um, lots of opportunities. So uh, Cody and David are with me today. Um, fundraising. We mentioned you know we have a, a banker sitting here. Um, yeah. But fundraising is is so important to your organization. It's it, basically how you're funded, correct? Well, um, as a nonprofit, I mean, you have to fundraise. So 10% of our budget is uh, philanthropy is required for us in order to, to uh, work to, to close the gap. So and how do you how do you do that? What do you guys do? Events? Do you do uh, galas? Sure. Do you do uh, ask through email? How does that work? Because All you gotta, of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, uh, well, we do. I'm just saying if someone's yeah. listening and they want to volunteer yeah. or they want to donate. Yeah. So um, there are ways to donate on our website uh, that you mentioned, but – we do all of that. We we have a, a an event in the fall that's our largest fundraiser called Sunday Night Live. It's on a Sunday, five to eight. Um, it's downtown uh, in the Live Block. Um, it's a, a real fun time uh, for people to come together. But we have people that uh, offer to um, you know a third party event. So they say we want to do an event on your behalf and donate the money mm-hmm. um, to you, and and that happens um, frequently, which we love. But people make memorial donations or when people die on our service, they, they, they leave money as a tribute to their loved one, and so that's another way. We look for grants in order to um, fund our specific programs. Um, you know, it, just you gotta, a you, I, I think it's just, it's just amazing to see how, much, how many moving parts there are to yeah. a hospice, Cody, at any time, isn't it? I mean, just the things that David's kind of and his team are kind of doing, especially with end-of-life issues, it's, it's got to be pretty stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I yeah, mean, I mean, get, me. yeah, getting to know David, I mean, just hearing as we were talking about what they do and how they do it, what's shown on the website, I think, is just a fraction, right, especially from a volunteer perspective of all the different ways people can come alongside them and, and do partner with them. It's just, it's an amazing, um, it's an amazing thing to, to see. And I think David, what, I think what David's done and continues to offer is he provides a compelling reason so people feel good about that volunteering. They, they know what they're volunteering for is um isn't taken for granted and it's truly appreciated and so they want to continue to do it we mentioned you guys have a lot of special services and and there's more information at caseyhospice.org uh you developed unique programs to help families cope with illnesses uh talk to me about passages sure and what that is and then we'll go through some of your others because you, you do a lot of different things but i know there's some people that are kind of dealing with with aging parents or uncertainty and they don't really know what to do Sure. I think that's what Passages kind of addresses. Yeah, our Passages program is uh, it's a it's a real um, important part of what we do. We've been that program has been in place now just about coming on thirteen years, and uh, we have a therapist that's on staff. And there are um, sometimes people that are dealing with grief or end of life issues, and it becomes kind of a chronic mm-hmm. uh, a chronic condition. So you know. When someone is going through grief, it's a very difficult time, obviously, and you can expect over time that it'll get easier. But for some people, um, it can be a, a debilitating experience. And so our Passages program, um, we have clients that come and uh, meet with our therapist um, and uh, really work through, um, as a client, you know, some really significant or challenging issues. So um, – I've had people that have come up to me and, you know, when they found out that I work for Kansas City Hospice, they'll say, I know about your Passages program. I specifically know Stevie Shukart, uh, who's our, our therapist uh, in that pro- – one of our therapists in that program, and she literally saved my life. And, um, 
you know, whether it's a parent that's de- dealing with the, the suicide, you know, of, of a child or um, that type of thing. So it's a really, it's another aspect of just the end of life spectrum that we, we support. And, um, and so when we add up all those costs, you, like you mentioned, the fundraising is important to be able to help us do this great care. You also work with veterans. We do. Talk to us about that. Yeah, our We Honor Veterans Program, um, um, you know, there's a significant um, number of people that come onto service that are veterans. And so what our team tries to do as they're getting to know the family and our patient is understand the service that they've, uh, you know, that they've, um, how they've served our country. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do ceremonies with them. Um, we have veterans that are on our staff, whether they're in a chaplain capacity or even, you know, a nursing capacity. And uh, volunteers. And volunteers. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, you know, at the end of life, a veteran just wants to talk to another veteran. And mm-hmm. there are numerous stories where they just want to tell that story and get it off their chest. And um, we allow that to happen. And it, it allows for a peaceful end of life because um, – they, they might just need to tell that story to one person. And so we make that happen with our We Honor Veterans program. Very interesting stuff. Uh, David Wiley, uh, CEO and president of KC Hospice and Palliative Care, is with us, as well as Cody Bizanson from BOK Financial. Uh, you're listening to the Girl Nation Show. We'll be right back with more of these two great guests. Great guests. I Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 a.m. and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Been a great show so far today. Uh, David Wiley and Cody Bizanson have joined me. Uh, we're going to keep things moving here with our final segment today, uh, talking about KC Hospice, kchospice.org. Um, we've talked about all the benefits, uh, David, about your organization. What 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 does this cost? I'm I'm curious to see what the programs cost for people that you know might not know how a hospice functions and what it would cost for them to go. Yeah, I think it's a great question, um, and um, it's important. So actually, pay, payment for hospice services can come from Medicare, come from Medicaid, or even private insurance plans. So um, for people that are on Medicaid, for example, the costs of hospice are covered for the care that you receive. Uh, that includes the medication um, related to your condition, the supplies, um, like briefs and other things, equipment, um, like a hospital bed and oxygen. So that's all encompassing um, in that pay- in that payment. So as a community-based nonprofit, um, but we want to ensure that uh, everyone in need of this care has access, mm-hmm. regardless of the resources. So um, last year, we, we actually uh, – did about $550,000 in charity care. So these are people that didn't have insurance or didn't have resources. And mm-hmm. so it's a really important part of um, who we are. That's interesting because healthcare and paying for it is always something that is very confusing. It's very confusing. So. <laughs> and um, nobody wants to think about, you know, making a decision about paying for something at the end of life. And so we try to make it easy, but um, certainly if anyone ever has any questions, they can, Look on our website or call us, and we'd be happy to come out and talk to you about it. And David, uh, how do you start to have this dialogue? You know, I I look at my situation as I'm, I'm an only child. Um, I have 
So basically, my parents are still alive. A lot mm-hmm. of the issues, as they get older, you start to hear these things more. And yeah. um, all of those decisions kind of come down to me, I guess, and how that's going to function uh, based on what they want. I mean, where do you start? Do you have to have a dialogue? How does this all happen? Because I seem like it happens very fast, and a lot of people aren't prepared for it. Uh, I think it's a great question. Um, sometimes if there's a specific issue that happens, it could start with your physician. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where they would talk to, you know, you and or your family about hospice. But I think the most important thing to do is to prepare right now, have the conversation about the an advanced directive, which is a document that outlines what your goals and wishes are. Um, I have an advanced directive. So if something were to happen to me, somebody could pick it up, they could read it. And, and they, that would show you what I want if I was very sick, yeah. end of life. What I, what I didn't want, you yeah. know, in, uh, and it's in, my, you know, my signatures on the form. Um, so I th- my my advice is to really have that conversation. Um, there's there's different ways to download, you know, having a caring conversation or that type of thing. But um, or call us and, and we'd be happy to help facilitate or give you some suggestions about that. Caseyhospice.org. Um, how would you go about picking a hospice? You know, um, that is a really important question. We actually have a link on our website uh, related to a consumer reports article, and it it guide it gives you a guide to um, end of life. and And I think it's important. There's six things. First, nonprofit. Um, you know, with more than 20 years experience, that's important. We've demonstrated that it really gets to the essence as to what the organization is mm-hmm. is um, stands for. Number two, does the hospice have physicians on their staff? Um, we're real fortunate that we have um, employed physicians on our staff that are experts at end-of-life care and they're board certified in, mm-hmm. in hospice and palliative medicine, for example. Is it hospice? Uh, is the hospice Medicare, Medicare certified? That's important because of the rules and regulations, like with all health care, are strict and you want to make sure that the, that the organization is certified. Um, that there's palliative care offerings. Mm-hmm. So hospice isn't for everyone. So are there other programs that can be offered like we talked about mm-hmm. um, a little bit earlier on the earlier seg- segment? Um, the ability to provide care in a nursing home. So does that hospice have, you know, the ability to do that? That's important because a lot of older um, uh, people are in nursing homes. And then also if the symptoms can't be managed at home, um, is there an inpatient unit? And um, Kansas City Hospice has two inpatient units that we we, we provide care to. So those are six things that people can think about when they're choosing a hospice. Very helpful. Um, David Wiley is with us, president and CEO of uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. Uh, you guys work with BOK Financial uh, and MoBank. Uh, why is it important to work with them, David? And we have Cody. He can chime in here as well. Um, what are they doing to help you? And why, and why, is, why have they been a good partner? You know, um, we've had a, a lending relationship with BOK uh, Financial over the years. Uh, that's been important. Um, um, just from a financial structure perspective. Most recently, um, our retirement plan is with BOK Financial. And why that's important to me is that um, for those nearly 400 employees, I want to ensure that we're giving them the best product, the best, the best offering, the best pricing so that they can plan to retire in the future. And um, having a partner like Cody and BOK Financial um, is a real – it's a real um, – positive and we've we've made a transition in the last um, six months or so and they've just done a fantastic job for us. Cody you want to chime in there and talk about that relationship? Yeah so you know for us like I said getting to meet David and and learn more about the organization and talk specifically about their retirement plan 
uh, one of the benefits to us, not only does BOK support financially a lot of nonprofit and philanthropic initiatives, but when we have an opportunity to actually partner from a business perspective and come alongside organizations and help support their staff with their, um, you know, with their mission, that is just kind of an extra bonus for us. So um, we were able to come in and offer what really ended up being a, a bundled solution that translated into significant cost savings to Casey Hospice, not only for them as an organization, but to their employees, which ultimately means we're hoping that they can reach those retirement goals sooner and, um, you know, stay on track and ultimately retire the way they want to retire after the years of work they've, they've given to the organization. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what that means to us, and we're really excited to be a part of that. Very cool relationship. Um, mustache month. Yeah. Um, none of us, you guys have beards or <laughs> five o'clock shadows that are looking very good. Um, talk to me about what mustache month is. I know you guys have some exciting yeah. things happening with we're, that. We're doing a unique fundraiser right now. Um, it's mustache month at Kansas city hospice. February is, yes. It's February. And, um, we are, um, highlighting our carousel pediatric, uh, program, um, to raise funds for, these little kiddos um, that uh, are in need of our help and support at, at a very important time. But basically, it's a peer-to-peer fundraiser that allows um, people to sign up to grow a mustache and um, and have their, their friends support it. So this month, we're uh, doing that, and uh, it's just part of our offering related to some of our uh, fundraising stuff. And there's some great um, stories on our website about our carousel program. Um, we have a story that we're, we're highlighting, uh, Michael and Jennifer Stoltz, um, and their three three kids, and how all of our programs have really helped them. Um, unfortunately, uh, two of their boys had a really unique, uh, rare genetic disorder and died. Um, their other son, um, Duncan, um, did escape the disease, but mm-hmm. has been helped, for example, at Solace House. So it's Very a really interesting stuff. Not an easy no. story. No. Not, not an easy story, but um, anyway, we're highlighting this Mustache Month this month uh, to, to bring awareness and to raise some funds. KCHospice.org. We've got about 40 seconds left in the show. Uh, David, talks about why you love this job as CEO and president. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of stress, but you help a lot of people, I'd imagine. And you, it's, it's a, you've been in it for a few years now. Yep, six years. I think, you know, for me, the ability to come to work every single day to make a difference. And, um, you know, I probably couldn't do the bedside care, but um, we have, you know, nearly 400 people that are doing that every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to support them to provide them great um, support in order to do that. Um, and so it's just a real honor. Sounds like you've really enjoyed this career. I do. Career move. I love I, it. I, I love it's it. Great. I'm glad that you love it. And I appreciate you coming on the show today, David Wiley uh, and Cody Bizanson. I appreciate you coming on Grill Nation. Thanks Thank very you. much. Appreciate it. We'll see you again next week here on the Grill Nation show. Take care and have a great week. Yeah.